Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babe? How are you? It's been it's been a it's been a hot minute. We had a we had a little uh, week off last week, um, uh, but I I I am good. Uh, things are, are are good. How are you? You've uh, you, we've good. looking at your Instagram story, babe. Things are looking a little bit dramatic. You're in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm good, thank you, babe. I uh, had a lovely day with Nanny Norris. Oh, that's good. Really lovely to catch up with Nan. Um, yeah, really nice. And, and grabbing, as you can see, in, in a vest today, we've had like 15 minutes of all right-ish weather. So I've been <laughs> in the garden with a little dog, but just literally trying to grab what I can. Now. I've been holding out. They keep saying there's going to be an August heat wave, which I have to keep telling myself it is now August. <laughs> How it's August, I just do not know where this year is going. I, I still think in my head it's like April or May. Nah, nearly Christmas, Bob. This is it now. This is it. Before we know it, there'll be pumpkins in Sainsbury's. And then after That's Halloween, it's Guy Fawkes, and then it's Christmas, and uh, and it's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it out loud, it's like fucking weird. But like, yeah, it feels like everything's just rushing on by. And now, uh, yeah, like you said, everything's open again. I'm, I'm returning to the office uh, oh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow is my first day back in oh, the amazing. office. Are you um, excited? Yeah, yeah, I am a bit. It's it's a very different setup. There's not many people. We're basically on like one person per six desks. Um, so you know you can't have a full full office right now. They're talking about a full return in September. Um, but yeah, it'll be the first time I've been into the office since December. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, it was, I think it's just gonna be nice to see people and and mm. uh, and and kind of. <laughs> I mean, I'm there for work, but socialise and kind of uh, and chat with people one to one. It's just a bit. Um, it's been such a long time. Having said that, I've I've um, I've become a bit nervous, which is not what I was expecting. Oh, nervous with uh, well. Well, don't you find I've been look, watching a lot of people sort of um, going out to clubs and 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 I saw a, 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 there was a festival in America called Lollapalooza, which was like rammed full of people. It was outside but ram full of people. And I'm just thinking like, am I ready for that yet? Am I ready to be like jammed in, you know, the Camden Roundhouse, like with 1500 <laughs> other people watching, watching some, you know, act on stage and stuff. I don't know. I feel a bit, still a bit nervous about it, which I wasn't expecting to be. How, how have you found stuff? Like, have you been out and about doing I think stuff like that? You're, you're so right. Because I've always gone by dates we're being told and kind yeah. of just thinking and dates was always so far away wasn't no yeah yeah and yeah. i know things have been pushed back and what's the latest day they say the 19th of august is now the new freedom day yeah um so whilst there's still always dates in in line to, to come i kind of haven't re- i'm kind of living by that in mm. a kind of way because i feel i feel like maybe subconsciously that's my Oh, I feel safer because I feel like someone's taking charge. I think yeah. actually the reality will be from the 19th or 20th of August when everything's gone, hmm. when it's a little bit like, because I'm, I'm very aware that this isn't going to go anywhere. Thankfully, so many people that have chose to be vaccinated have been now and it's been yes. fantastic. Um, but we are, it's inevitable we're going to have to live with this virus for a long time. I'm sure hmm. I read somewhere that, they said coronavirus will always be around. Now. Hopefully, in years come, it will, it will be a, a form of flu, yeah, uh, and won't be as severe as obviously it is now. Um, 
but that day will come where we kind of we do have to live with it but I think when there's people putting dates in place and there's all these precautions it makes you just feel a little bit safer it's kind of I'm seeing a lot on social media as well where a lot more people are being pinged there's obviously the the pandemic people are talking Mm -hmm. about but thankfully for those that have been vaccinated it just seems that that they're not suffering as bad as people was months ago or last year yeah, and kind of despite all the cases, there's very few deaths. Well, every death is sad, but much many less deaths than we had earlier this year. So let's just hope. I'm hoping I'll get brave enough to go to a gig eventually. I've got one booked in at the end of September, so let's hope I'm ready to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been any news yet? Is there any word on London Pride? It's still going ahead as far as I'm is aware. I think, I think it's the oh, second good. week of August. I said second week of um, September. I haven't heard anything to the contrary yet, so fingers crossed it's all going fingers ahead. Fingers crossed, yeah. I haven't heard it's been... I'll see you in the March, if, if, if you are. Yeah, we'll both be in the March uh, this year. I look like I'm ready now. Yeah, you do. It's a very pride vest you've got on. I look like I'm ready for like the, a pub on a wintry day. Um, well, we have a very exciting show coming up. Uh, we have uh, Anton from Love Island 2019 uh, coming on. Um, uh, lots to talk about with him. And we also have Darren Day coming up on the show today. Um, but uh, which is very exciting. So, but first, we have a lot of showbiz news schedule. What has caught your eye this week, Bob? Well, the latest that I've seen, I know there's been a lot of umming and ahhing, but because of obviously the pandemic and travel regulations, mm. uh, apparently it's looking very likely that ITV will be using the the same location for I'm a Celebrity this year, which was in Wales. Yeah, last North Wales. Yeah, and it looks like they're going to be using the same castle just because of regulations with how things are in Australia at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's kind of been rumoured for a while that they was edging their bets with both options. Because, I mean, how was they to know months ago or even weeks ago what the situation was going to be? So I guess in ITV's mind, they thought, right, let, let's prepare for both. Make a plan, yeah. Make a plan, yeah. And I guess as time edges on, it's not a million miles, whereas we're saying it's August now. So that's when you know it's always a lead up to Christmas when I'm a celebrity starts. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 my panic time. <laughs> Shit, I haven't bought enough presents. I really yeah. need to get out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I think um, that the, I think it was called Grick. Grick. I can't pronounce Castle. it. Castle. Grick. Um, Castle um, was actually a really good setting last year and I really enjoyed the series, actually. I mean, I, I, I regularly, I watched I'm a Celeb every year, even though I find watching snakes and you know dung beetles and stuff over people quite hard but they they i i actually think it was pretty good the the welsh one so i'm kind of looking forward to it i think um, have you seen some of the names rumored because i got a thing this morning suggesting some of the names oh i haven't i saw one a couple of weeks ago um I believe i can't think of what the actor was called he used to play max brannan in his standards oh jake wood is it jake wood yeah 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 jake wood so he's allegedly rumored but again yeah. you know that they always throw these names out and they're never confirmed who else is on the rumored list um well my top one and i'm a big fan of his but he was also just on strictly um jamie from uh, made in chelsea jamie lang oh is he um, rumored to go yeah in? and i actually think he'd be a really good shout right i think he'd be quite entertaining to watch Definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I, um, so him, Jake Wood. I've actually forgotten all the rest of the list, um, but I, I, I feel like um, we're we a bit like with Strictly. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the kind of event television. Um, well, it's a bit like the Olympics this, these last couple of weeks. I've been like watching all day. I've just had the Olympics on the background. You know, I was watching sailing things I've never ever even heard of before and I was come yeah. on come on <laughs> um, you know, isn't no. that the thing with Olympics there's yeah. sports that I don't even know exist 
Did you find yourself watching and cheering on? <laughs> yeah, and suddenly I know all the rules and, uh, you know, I'm watching Claire Bolden explain it all. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think these event television things kind of get bigger and bigger all the time, don't they? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I'll be looking forward to seeing uh, I'm a Celeb in Wales. And actually, on that note, um, Anne McPartlin is supposedly getting married this weekend. Um, oh, is he? Yeah, to his, uh, to his girlfriend, Anne-Marie Corbett, um, oh. which he's, he's uh, apparently forking out about 200 grand I think or, or something on hotel rooms for all of his friends they're getting married in a, in a ceremony in Hampshire in a Hampshire hotel um, oh lovely It'll yeah. be stunning um, I wonder if they've pushed that back for obviously Covid so you could have bigger numbers I would have thought like most people right you know I, I went to a wedding of, of some some old friends Tim and Elliot a couple of weeks ago and they'd had to delay it four times um during the over the pandemic um, and they were just like, we're doing it now. It's now or never. So I think a lot of people, seems to be a lot of weddings coming up uh, up now, really, aren't there? Yeah, a lot of people, I think, have had to keep postponing, haven't they, throughout the mm. last 18 months or so, which I'm guessing there's going to probably be a backlog for at least a year going forward. Because where people are changing dates and then trying to get the next available. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people still manage to do theirs, which is amazing. Um, obviously, having to go... F- under restrictions, have smaller amounts and guests wearing masks. Um, but I mean, I mean, I just feel so like sorry for the the planning that goes into a med- I mean, even a party takes yeah, planning yeah. now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. The, the the messing about with catering, locations, hotels, and all that kind of stuff on top of a pandemic. So I um I'm sure it'll be lovely though. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for ants wedding. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping we get lots of uh, lots of pictures, or maybe they'll release something. It's basically this weekend, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, Fingers yeah. crossed they have the lovely weather for it. That'd be nice. And <laughs> no guarantee, is <laughs> it? Bob Christ, not at the moment. No, there's me still holding out for the August seat, <laughs> yeah. It is August, say- Bob. It is August. <laughs> yeah. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, like we were saying a minute ago about I'm a celeb, I always kind of see that as my lead up to Christmas. That's when you start thinking, right, Christmas shopping. Very much used to be like that of X Factor, which brings yes. me to talk about, I see that ITV have apparently not commissioned that to come back and um, it's rumoured that the show's been axed. Yeah, so apparently, well, I think it's actually from Simon Cowell because X Factor have, I think ITV have the rights to run X Factor for the next couple of years, but they basically just haven't. Um, and Simon Cowell has decided that he doesn't want to bring it back anymore. The last proper series was in 2018. I don't think I could tell you who won. Was that the one that, when they did the celeb year? That was, was that 2019? I actually don't know. See, this is how, you're so right. I remember back sort of 2009, probably sort of 2012. I used to have a big party for the look, the first episode. I used to have all my friends round. I used to cook oh, a big I used dinner. I love it. Do all of that stuff. And the I mean, first few weeks used to be the best. Yeah. I, I, I literally used to love the auditions when people wasn't that amazing at singing. They was my favourite auditions. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's changed, isn't it? Times have changed, I think. And once once the artists that win or, or don't even win, like do well on the show, you don't hear from them ever again. It's probably time to wrap it up, do you think? And I think when, the way that we watch telly now and, and the way mm. that social media is, when I think back to, like I say, the first few weeks, which I used to love the, the auditions, um, when 
back before it was even at the big arenas when it just used to be the room. Do you remember they'd go into yeah, the room? Yeah, 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 yeah. I preferred there. that. Preferred I, that. I, I loved it when it was just that much more smaller scale. And I think it, when it first started, I think it was just the three judges, Simon, mm-hmm. Louis and Sharon. I actually don't know with the way social media is now. I actually feel for the singers that might not have been the best, shall we say, maybe mm-hmm. not quite a Mariah or a Beyonce. I don't know how social media would be on a Saturday night for them people. Now, I imagine the the the, tr- the tro- trolling would, I imagine, just be horrendous. Yeah. Um, because th- things have changed very much. We didn't have that social media. People wasn't that accessible back in the day when you think of... And let's have it right. Some of these people that might not have been the, the Elton Johns <laughs> yeah. and, and the Adele's still did all right, some of them. Do you know what I mean? Well, look some at Rylan. I mean, <laughs> you know? yeah, and like some of even some of the people that knew that they wasn't going to be the best still used to get to live shows and mm. some even brought out single. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think Cheeky Girls ever thought they was probably... <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably didn't think we'd still be talking about them sort of 20 years later, right? So um, No, but they, I think they was very aware they weren't Ariana and Mariah. Yeah. And they made it work for them. But I think the way social is now, I think that that cruel side of social media could have been quite hard for them. But then saying that, that's just the... I thought all reality TV, I think, comes up against that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think everyone's just kind of learned to accept that that's just the way it is. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sad that it's, it's over with X Factor, but probably the right decision, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Simon Cowell's spoken about or oh, it's been rumoured that there's a potential new show in the pipeline, and I'm sure it is. If he wants to hold back on X Factor, I'm sure he's got something else uh, behind the scenes. I kind of think it's going to be a cross between like a singing show and a game show and a quiz. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah, about quiz. this. Yeah, we'll so, have to. Um, I, I, I mean, I'd be intrigued to see it, but whether or not it, it pulls off, I guess could be not. our new winter binge that we watch. Yeah, that'll be our new lead up to Christmas. Yeah, fine. Oh, well, we've got Strictly and I'm a Celeb, so maybe we get maybe exactly. you know exactly. Maybe we're all right. Um, well, our first guest, Anton, is here, so let's get him in and, and have a chat. Amazing. How are you How are doing? We? You're all right. Yeah, I'm okay, Bobby. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Thank you for joining us this evening. No problem at all. Thank you for having me on. Oh, anytime, anytime. What have you been up to, fella? Are you keeping busy? I see you've written a book. Yeah, I know. I've wrote a book um, during the pandemic last year. Um, opened a gym in Dubai, working on a kid's fitness and wellness app just now. So, yeah, everything's coming together nicely. Tell us a bit about the book. So the book is called 50 Steps to the Best Version of Yourself. So basically my story is before Love Island, um, I own one gym. As a kid, I was overweight. I was bullied. And when I discovered fitness in my life, um, it basically changed my life completely. And I've always wanted to help others do the same. And from 17, I started up my own business. I started working with adults, helping them. And then eventually I got into the kids market and was helping kids do the exact same. Um, When the opportunity of Love Island came about in 2019, I felt like it was a massive opportunity for me to get my message across to more people. So Mm -hmm. I obviously took the opportunity with both hands, done fairly well in the show. I feel like I came across exactly how I am. Mm -hmm. And now I've got the platform to, to, you know, promote my life's 
beliefs to millions of people and more people than I ever, ever expected. So the next logical step was to, to write this book. And I guess from, from your following, have so many people reached out to say you've helped them during a lockdown through such a crazy time for all of us? I think stepping back and looking at our lives and what you talk about, I think so many of us have, have sat back and kind of thought, right, what, what can I do, whether that's a fitness thing or yeah. what, whatever makes you happy or feel good or do you know what I mean? Just to kind of zone out for a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I think, well, first and foremost, like you said, um, Bobby, it's, it's been a hard year for everyone, I think, in, including myself. And as much as even though I'm a positive person, I've had I've had my moments as well. Um, so I feel like I've always just been as real as possible with my followers and um, tell them about the good days as well as the bad days. And yeah, with the lockdown coming about, it gave me a great opportunity and a lot of time, especially after the madness of um, Love Island, when you come off, you're so busy. It gave me the perfect amount of time to to write this book and a lot of it is related to COVID especially the the fitness side of things I created workouts that would allow people to do at home as well with very little equipment Um, but like I said it's not just about um, it's not just about fitness I think a lot of people think when they associate myself they just think fitness fitness and um, you know nutrition whereas there's so much more to living your best life than that and I cover all these sections within the book that's such a that's such a good point. And I actually think it's something that more and more people are kind of getting interested in because it used to be like if you're into fitness, this is what you do. This this yeah. is the only way to do it. You know, like that you get PTs that were very aggressive and like to the yeah. point of blah blah. And actually, that people have started. I follow now a couple of PTs who are like, if you if you're like if you give up for a week, like don't okay. like that's yeah, it's fine, right? Like I think yeah. people are trying to be like kinder with one another. Maybe do you think have you noticed a change like that? Yes and no. Um, I mean, in terms of with, um, I think that with the sort of fitness side of things, I think that there's more knowledge out there now that you don't have to clean eat as such Mm. and train hard all the time. Um, I talk about it in my book where I basically say, look, if you know you've got a big night out coming up and that week, say you're usually eating, I don't know, 2,000 calories a day, Mm. well, why don't you drop your calories down to about 1,800 a week? And then that way you save an extra 1,000 calories for that day um, when you go out. So it doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be um, where there's a starting and an end point, which I think a lot of people associate their fitness journey with. Why not create it like a lifestyle? And that's what I've I've tried to write in the book. And and the the best fitness plan and the best nutrition plan is one you can adhere to and one you can stick to. And that's what I talk about a lot in there. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think just having that time for for people to to sit back and and I I was always saying during lockdown, I, I found training was really helping me. Yep. And obviously it was so hard getting gym equipment when the gym's closed down. But sure. even things like whatever whatever made you feel good, walking, do you know what I mean? Like baking, just like it doesn't have to be fitness. But I think it's so no. important in this stressful time, life stressful enough before pandemic, let's face it. But to kind of, especially people suffer with anxiety or their mental health might not be as strong. I think yeah. it, there's it's, there's a lot to be said for sitting down, reading a book or, or kind of watching a good film or listening mm. to music. Yeah, I mean, one, one of the, the main the main topics I actually talk about in the book and, and my favourite my favorite chapter is living in the moment. 
Um, I believe that in this day and age, we're always, when I have that body, I'll feel great. When I have that car, my life will be complete. When I have the fallen followers, you know, I'm a big success. But why not enjoy the journey to get into where you want to be? And actually live in the moment because we're always chasing this next thing. And you're, you're, you know, you're looking on, people look up to us, Bobby, and they maybe look at our lives and they, they see we're on these nice holidays or we've got the nice car or we're doing this and that. And they think, you know, I want, I want exactly what they've got. But the bottom line is, and I'll, I'll be 100% honest about this, one of the most unhappiest times I've ever had in my life is with this extra fame and pressure and uh, you know the trolling that you get and and I think that your followers just see that on your Instagram they just see this amazing lifestyle and they just think that that's that's the life will be complete but really they need to discover the love for themselves I believe you have to love yourself from the inside out and not the outside in so you're always needing to find an internal thing that you love about yourself because external factors are you're always going to be relying on them so and they can always change so whereas if you learn to love yourself then you can dictate to how you feel on a day-to-day basis how do you deal with trolling yourself because I, I feel like it just gets worse and worse. Nothing the pandemic yeah. has brought out the, the worst in the trolls. Like for me, sure. every lockdown we've been in, I've seen the rise in the abuse online just go yeah. to new levels. Yeah. So funny you you said that. Just before I came on this um, this call, I was just creating a video that I'm going to put out in my Instagram um, within the next few days. Um, so recently, I've been getting a lot of hate. And it's a lot to do with my face recently. So a lot of people are accusing me of having work done to my face, right? So I've made this video and I thought to myself, right, I genuinely haven't had work done to my face. I'm the type of person, I'm honest. I will, I will, I will say if I have, I, I don't care. If I want to have work done to my face, it's my body. And if that makes me feel good about myself and I want to do that, good. It's my life. I can do what I want. If you want to go out and drink every night and that makes you feel good about yourself, go do that. If you want to go to the gym, you go do that. That's your life. So um, yeah, I was I was making this video and I was thinking, you know, you can, you can, it's not our business what other people think of us and we can't control what other people think of us. That's, that's it. I can go to my Instagram and I can say, guys, I've not had this work done to my face, but they're not they're either going to believe it or they're not going to believe it. I can't change their opinion on that. And that is up to them what they think. So why waste the energy? So all I do now is I simply delete the comment and block the person and remove it. And it's that simple. It's gone. Forget about it. Because that person does not impact my life. And I was just, that's exactly what I was making a video about. It's literally just before I came on this call. And um, yeah, again, that's took a lot of time coming. I mean, I've been bullied as a kid. I mean, I was the fat kid at school. I got it all the time. I mean, I'm so thick-skinned now. It takes a lot to, to... It would take something drastic to bother me. And yeah, I have my good days. Yeah, I have my bad days. I'm not perfect. Um, we all do. But at the same time, I think I've just learned to love myself and I am who I am. You either like me or you don't like me. And if everyone can just have that attitude, then you know, you're going to be on the, the, the steps to living your best life. Definitely. <clears throat> so true. It feels, it, that's kind of how you kind of presented yourself on, on Love Island and kind of, yeah. and, and after you came out, you know, you were quite sure. vocal about your opinions on, on your fellow, sure. uh, fellow uh, Islanders. Um, yeah. Like, do, do you think you are kind of 
you approach things differently to some of those other people that you're on the show with? I think I'd say it how it is. That's just the way I am. I, I can't lie. I, I can't be fake. It's just who I am. And like I said, I'd rather be honest and someone doesn't like me for being honest than being fake and someone likes me for being fake because mm-hmm. they're, they're liking a fake person. Um, like you said, the way I came across in Love Island, I mean, I can talk. everyone can talk a good game. I mean, I went on this TV show thinking I was a boy. Like, and I got pied so many times in front of millions of people on a daily basis. And I could have done one of two things. I could have felt sorry for myself. Why are these girls pieing me? I'm better than them. Like, what's this about? Or I could laugh about it, pick myself back up and wait on the next person coming in. And that's exactly what I did. And luckily enough for myself, the the, the UK fell in love with that. And yeah, I just, just who I am. How do you look back on your experience in a villa? Is it is it experience that you are grateful that you did do? Yeah, I'm grateful in the sense that it's given me a platform to promote what I'm about. Did I lose myself slightly when I came out with the fame and the PAs and everything? Absolutely. And I'm 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 the first to admit it. Um, um, but when I realized what my journey was about and the whole point was to go in there gain this platform and yeah like I said promote health well-being to all these other people and um, to youngsters especially and what's good about it now uh, Bobby to be honest is youngsters always look up to me and they go oh it's Anton from Love Island so they really want to listen to what I want to say and the thing is with these youngsters as well as you say to a youngster these days you say what do you want to be when you grow up and when they were young, back in my day it was like a fireman a policeman it's this now it's a an influencer uh, a reality YouTuber. Smart, a YouTuber, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I want to say, look, now that I feel that it's my responsibility with this platform and at the higher end of this platform to say, look, yeah, it looks like it's this amazing life, but it's, it's, it's genuinely not. It's not what it seems. And there was the there was a lot going around um, Instagram in the last couple of weeks. It was about the, the influencer that um, was on the plane and she went into first class and got a photo to post on her Instagram, <laughs> and then she went back, sat in a corner, and she got caught out doing that. So what I feel like is all these kids are looking up to people like that and thinking their life's amazing, but their life isn't even that anyway. They're just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these kids are feeling bad about their own lives because they're not being able to fly first class. But Very few people... people can fly first class. Exactly. I mean... I probably, I don't know about you. I mean, we do. I'm sure you you, you do pretty well for yourself as well. But I mean, I, I I'm not paying first class. Like I'd rather save my money for other important things. Absolutely. You know, in my personal opinion, you know, it's something my mum said to me when I was younger. I used to always like when I was 21, I bought myself a Porsche because I had to show everyone else how good I was doing for myself at 21 because I was that fat kid. I feel like that was me trying to get my ego boost. Mm-hmm. And what I realised is I was just constantly doing things to make other people happy and I wasn't happy I could afford the Porsche but I couldn't afford the fuel to put in the Porsche and all my friends were going on these all my friends were going on these holidays and I, I could go on them because I'm paying for this Porsche to make myself look rich rather than actually being it yeah. so now I'm at a stage where I'm so I've got so much inner contentment within myself that I don't need to buy and do things for other people if I'm going to buy something it is genuinely for me and I've now got a rule as well as I will not buy something unless I can afford it three times over. 
But do you think, though, I, I hope this isn't an uncomfortable question, but do you think that Love yeah. Island kind of perpetuates that that yeah. kind of myth that, like, you know, if you have a hot body and you can take pictures of yourself in first class, even if you're not flying it, um, think, it's not a problem. No, no, do, do you think it's a problem? So I think that they're obviously a lot more diverse now with the, the look and mm-hmm. the body and things like that. I don't think everyone that goes on now is ripped to the bone or anything like that. However, what I don't like about Love Island is the way it portrays love and the dates, for example. So, I mean, these kids, again, are watching these luxurious dates where you're going in a helicopter, you're landing down on, uh, you know, uh, an island and you're having a little picnic and they think this is normal life. Mm-hmm. And then when their boyfriends are taking them to McDonald's drive-thru, they wonder why their relationships aren't working. It's <laughs> <laughs> so looking up to us guys. So yeah, that's in that sense, that's what I don't like about it. I feel it gives a false sense of um, the, real, like, the real world effectively. And quite, sorry about that. Well, I was just going to say, like, and, and, and quite often the relationships don't work out anyway, right? So it's like these, well, these that's just, that's, all of these nice bad. things don't don't lead up to what essentially you're looking for anyway, maybe. Exactly. And when is it realistic that you love with someone before you start dating someone? So it's, it's you're almost doing things in the opposite way. It's almost set up to fail effectively. And I think we're at a stage now where some people go into to Love Island not even necessarily wanting to find love. I think there is such a big thing on knowing what comes off the back of reality mm. shows. Some people want yeah. the blue tick, that they, they, they want the followers, they want yeah. that they want the pay posts on Instagram. So I think that's some people's motive more than actually finding love. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can see that as the series are going on and less and less relationships are working out because I think people's intentions for going on the show is wrong. And look... Let's face it, even when I did my Love Island interview, they said, are you in this for love or are you in this for money kind of thing? And I said, look, I'm not in this for money. I said, this opportunity has came to me. You guys approach me. I'm going to take opportunity. And again, that's a section of my book where I speak about embracing opportunity. So I'm going to take this opportunity of a fine love. Great. But at the end of the day, if I'm telling you that I don't see this as a massive opportunity for my career, I'd be lying to you and I'm not going to lie to you. And I was never, ever going to go on and play with someone's feelings to get myself further along. I've never done that. That's different in itself because that's hurting someone. And I'm a big believer in karma and what you get, what you put out, you get back. I'm a massive believer in that. So I think that's different. And a lot of people do go on and play with other people's feelings, which isn't right. And I think there's nothing wrong with taking opportunities, like you say. I think as long as you hold your hands up and you're kind of open and honest about things, I I think crack on, like fair game, like absolutely. There's Uh some great opportunities out there and I don't think you can knock people for trying to for better their lives. I think like you say, it's just about being honest and as long as you're not hurting or playing people. But um, you speak a lot of sense. You speak a lot of sense, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But you are looking for for love yourself. Am I, am I, am I right in reading that you're on Tinder? <laughs> yeah. All, all I can say to that one is um, hashtag ads. Ladies, <laughs> 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 honest. Yeah, yeah, true. Fair uh, no, look, I'm very much at a, I'm very much at a stage in my life where um, came off the back end of Love Island. It's been a massive opportunity. We've went into a pandemic, which, again, for everyone, it has made everyone realise that 
everything can be taken away from you like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's all about creating future foundations for myself within the next few years. So that's, like I said, opening a gym in Dubai. I um, have launched my book. I've got a fitness and wellness app coming out for kids. So I'm just focusing on me just now. And the right person will come along at the right time. And um, when that happens, I look forward to it. But I'm not dating. I'm not even looking to date. Um, I'll just, when it happens, it'll happen. Best way. Best way. Yeah. 100%. Oh, good for you, mate. <laughs> What's the latest on the, the gym in Dubai? I'm guessing you're not able to get over. Is that in the, I um, can't keep up with the traffic light system. Is that red oh, zone so, now? No, so I had to come back to the UK to promote my book. So effectively, I went out to Dubai on an influencer trip um, back in December, as did everyone. But I did actually genuinely get, get invited out for that um, to promote a hotel. So I took the opportunity. I went out and the guy over there, I don't know if you know him, Bobby, Chris Wright. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so Chris Wright obviously owns Inside Lifestyle. He's a big promoter um, of events in Dubai. And um, the two of us just got really, really friendly over there. And he was like, look, Anton, I've had events taken away from me. I was like, Chris, I've had, I've had fitness taken away from me. We've had socialising taken away from us. What if we can create this concept where we put both together where you're effectively partying, but doing fitness at the same time and socialising. So we've created this like fitness rave in Dubai, um, which is going to have DJs, everything to make fitness fun. Um, so that should be launching within the next week or so. By the time this podcast probably comes out, it'll probably be open. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. And it's just another step to getting myself away from Anton Reality Star and back to who I was, which was the the motivational, inspirational young man that had his own gym. And I, I lost that for maybe about a year in my head, um, like I say, with the partying and things. But yeah, I've, I've, I've firmly, the pandemic's helped me firmly get my feet back in the ground and, and start to focus towards where I want to go. That's really good to hear. I think that's been the case for a lot of people, hasn't it? Although the pandemic's been very difficult for for everyone there have been positives and being able to provide some focus has been one of them yeah yeah i think that every situation that you have to find the positive within a negative i mean obviously for everyone i think it's been a massive a massive negative year for well for most people unless you're jeff benzos who's done amazing for me <laughs> but um, Off into space yeah. or whatever <laughs> yeah exactly um, but i literally think that what you can do is again you could you could feel sorry for yourself. You could waste the time or you could think, look, I've got more time in my hands here. I'm going to make stuff happen. And, and that's that's what I, I did anyway. Oh, good for you. Well, you keep it up, mate. Let us know where it all goes with the Dubai stuff. Keep us posted on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get out there, we'll get there for a rave workout. I'm well yeah. up for that. Um, yeah, just, just quickly before you go, what have you watched any of this series of Love Island? What have you made of it? It seems to simultaneously be everywhere and also... Less talked about. I don't know how that works, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think that it was a slow start, but I always feel that it's a very slow start. Um, it's definitely picked up. Um, yeah, so I'm starting to starting to enjoy the episodes now. Um, starting to enjoy it. So we we'll just just need to see what happens. But I definitely think um, the the hype around it isn't the same as what it has been in um, in recent years for sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, well, best of luck with the book. Um, um, really hope it goes well. And 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 all your endeavours seems like there's a lot going on. So that's really exciting for you. Thank you for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Anton. You're welcome. Take care, Anton. Bye, mate. Cheers, Bobby. Thank you, buddy. Bye.
well, I could talk to him all evening. He's like a little fountain of knowledge, isn't he? What a great, what a great guy. What a great guy. And, and, and really with his feet firmly on the ground, it seems. Um, yeah, absolutely. Speaks a lot of sense. Yeah, a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, that was that was great to talk to him. And um, if, if I'm ever in Dubai, I would love a bit of a fitness rave. Well up for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our next guest, Darren Day, is here. So uh, let's get him into chat about all things theatre because that is coming Perfect. back too. Hello, mate. <laughs> All right, Darren, how you doing? Hello, mate, how are you? Yeah, good, thank yeah. you, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I didn't, I, I literally, until like five minutes ago, I didn't realise you were doing the interview. <laughs> They've just sent me the, hello, mate, you look well, mate. Thank you, Angie, mate. How have you been keeping? All right, I mean, it's been crazy, Bob, hasn't it? You know what I mean? It's oh. like, you know, Bad, just like, it? it has been, let me just turn the light up a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has been mad, and it's just like suddenly out of nowhere, I'm starting doing promotion again t- w- with work, and I, I think I've forgotten how to do it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've forgotten how to do it. I've forgotten who Darren Day is, you know. But um, yeah, but that's, oh, nice that's, to see you. That's part of the thing recently, isn't it? Um, like you know we haven't had any of the things that anchor the, our normal lives. But now for you, theatre's coming back. And that's obviously, well, and for all of us who, who go and see, watch things in the theatre, that must be quite exciting, at least. It, it is exciting. It is exciting. Uh, I was um, was four days away from rehearsal, starting for my tour last March. Literally, like, uh the, I think, if I remember rightly, the, the theatres went dark on the Wednesday. We were due to start rehearsals on the Monday. Right. So literally four days away. And obviously, um, you know, everything's been closed. Um, but it's it's a bit... This, I always think this business is like waiting for a bus. Like you stand at a bus stop, nothing comes for hours, and then suddenly three come at once. And that, that's what's happening for me. And I can't... I, I don't think I've ever been more grateful for work ever you know just because it's been it's just been such a mad time um and yeah i mean I, i've done no work since february 2020 i mean I, no that's not true i have done work but nothing paid everything's been for charity so uh yeah suddenly um it just feels amazing to be working again um but it is a thing it is that thing of uh of just I, i've just i did an interview I went from doing the, the, the sun on Sunday earlier today to doing the times. And I'm just like, I've just forgotten. And I've, <laughs> I've forgotten to shut the F up as well. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've like, I've realized I've come back and I think I'm in shell shock as to how open I was. And I, I'm thinking, Oh my God. It's like, I've just done an audio autobiography. I think. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. I think but, after yeah. a year and a half, like you say, so many of us in our industry, especially, it's been so limited. Frankly, things slowly have started coming back and theatres are there now. But I think for us that, that like to be busy and work, it's very hard to kind of just clear your diary overnight and sit and watch just Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mate, not... honestly, what, where where would we have been without Netflix? Yeah, and, and direct, yeah. like sat there doing Zoom quizzes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what what was it all about? And I, I, I think know. For people, that's why I think so many people have, have struggled, especially now more than ever, with their mental health over the last 18 months. Because Mate, yeah. it's been the, the strangest of times. 
Yeah, uh, it has. I mean, I, I think for people who who had addiction or mental health issues before, they've become much more extreme. And for people that didn't have any issues like that, they now have. I mean, yeah, it's been sort of holding on by the whites of your fingertips, really, hasn't it, for all of us? But, oh, well, look, we're still here, aren't we? Exactly, exactly. So, still here like, and still working. Still working, thankfully, <laughs> yeah. And thank uh, God, yeah, I know. We could do so much through, through Zoom. I'd never heard of it, but thankfully we've been able <laughs> to do this show. And just, you know what I mean? And so many people mm. have been able to do stuff and have just kind of changed how we see work to, to make it work for us. Have you, I guess, obviously with the tour, you still have to, to be rehearsing. Have you used, like, Skype and Zoom for rehearsals? So we don't. We start rehearsals next Tuesday for Chicago, um, next Tuesday morning, and obviously that will be in the flesh. But I did two. Uh, I did two online concerts last year. I did uh, Joseph uh, and Godspell, and that was like it. It was so weird how it was done. All the rehearsals were done on Zoom, and then when when they came to record it, the producers would turn up to my house. <laughs> They'd sit there like their sound desk up down one end of the lounge, the microphone up down the other end of the lounge for me. Um, I'd literally have a mask on up until the point of singing. It's almost like the intro would start. And then as the vocal came in, I'd, I'd whip the mask on. I was, but like, that's what we've all done. We've just adjusted, haven't we? And, and, and somehow, suddenly... Looking smart on the top half and having no trousers on <laughs> seems like the norm. I'm just hoping I don't carry that on to do to do that in theatre. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise I might be reviewed for the wrong type of things. But all the right know. ones, all the right. Well, ones, all the right ones. They, they're not well. They're much more wrong than right these days. <laughs> 50, 53 years old. They're more wrong than right. But tell us yeah, a bit yeah. about tell us a bit about Footloose. Yeah, so I mean, Chicago's first. Uh, okay. So I, st- I, st- I start rehearsals for Chicago on on Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, I play Billy Flynn for six months in Chicago. Great role. And, yeah, I, do you know what? I honestly, I know this is what you've got to say in in promotion stuff, but I I can honestly say I really don't think I've been so excited about a role. Um, since Joseph, really. I've wanted to play Billy Flynn for so long and a few mates of mine have done it and and some people that I've known have, have played Roxy, but I've seen two or three two or three of my mates play Billy Flynn and I always sat there thinking, oh, I'd love to have a little crack at this at some point. And then suddenly, you know, out of nowhere, two or three months ago, I got offered Chicago. So it's a bit of a tick-off sort of, bucket list thing for me as a performer and then Footloose and I've always fancied playing the Reverend as well I do think when I put that dog collar on I'm going to go up in flames (laughs) (laughs) there's going to be a a strike of lightning (laughs) from the sky Um, but they are genuinely they are genuinely two parts that I have sort of always wanted to do and and um, and it's quite ironic really because my big break was Joseph at the Palladium mm. in 1993. And I can remember there being a headline uh, in 1993, which said, Darren Day from Joseph to Jesus. 
you know, which is a bit of a crazy headline, although I've had worse and better. Um, but then, then so last year, I, I sort of repeated that and I went from Joseph to Jesus with these online concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sort of, you know, it was like re- repeating history from 28 years ago. Um, and then this year, this coming year, I sort of go to playing two parts that I've always wanted to play, but I've never played. Uh, and, I, and I really feel grateful. Mm. I, I feel so grateful for the work. It'll be great to be able to pay the bills again, <laughs> um, you know. Um, but, yeah, and so suddenly, it, it, no, I feel ever so lucky. Uh, I really genuinely do feel really lucky. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I was one of those, uh, I was one of the people in this country who fell between, sort of between all the crevices of being entitled to any income whatsoever. Um, and I, I'd had a limited company um, for well over a decade. And then last spring, I had to liquidate the company, go self-employed as an actor, but because I hadn't earned anything as a self-employed actor. So there was nothing to sort of, there was no annual wage to base the self-employment grant on. Mm. I wasn't entitled to that. And because my girl, Sophie, was, she was teaching some stuff online. And because it's sort of uh, based upon the household, I weren't even entitled to universal credit. So it has been, you know, I mean, that's for all of us. It's been a really, uh, a really difficult time for many reasons, but you know, we all have to try and find a positive in things, don't we? And and to be honest with you, COVID, the lockdown sort of saved me a little bit because I was um, I was diagnosed with bipolar in uh, September of 2018. And I was put on medication for that after being wrongly diagnosed for years and years with depression and put on lots of different things that not only did they not work, they sort of made things worse, really. Mm. Um and I would have been on tour from March last year. And so I wouldn't have been in, had time to have the tests carried out that I had carried out last year. And then I was diagnosed last May with borderline personality disorder. And I think to myself, that would have gone undetected had I been on tour. And yet being diagnosed with that and getting the right, getting put on the right meds for that, I feel like my, my whole psyche is a, a thousand times better than it's been for an awfully long time. So I think that, you know, I feel like lockdown and the whole pandemic thing gave me an opportunity to get rightly diagnosed with, with that. And I've seen so much more of my kids. Mm. You know, if I'd have been on tour, uh, I would have barely seen the kids. And yet... I've seen so much more of them. They've come and stayed for like seven to 10 days at a time. And so, I mean, on some levels, I slightly feel like the last sort of 18 months, 15 to 18 months, uh, sort of the the lockdown sort of saved me Mm. to some degree, you know, which is ironic, really. I think it's so important and as hard as it obviously because of the pandemic and everything, but to try and take a positive from a bad situation. And I think, if you can do that and look at it and think, you know, 
whether it's been spending time with family or reflecting on things, people have decided they want to change career. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. many people's relationships have been evaluated. Like, I think if you can take that away from it, you kind of think, well, do you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't all bad. Obviously, we wouldn't wish a global <laughs> pandemic, but it's, it's yeah. important to see a, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, isn't it? And I'm a massive believer in like fate and timings. And you talking about always your two dream roles, it's it's to me. I think life is so about time that they was always coming to you, and then they they come together. Do mm. you know what I mean? I, Bob, I really do know what you mean, and I, I I too have been and still am. I I do. I know it sounds a bit like the cliche police are going to come and arrest me, but that that thing about you know uh, destiny and things happening for a reason. I have always believed, and I do still believe that that is the case. Um, like you've just said, and, and, oh, mate, you know, in the past, I have been in danger of being one of those people whose cup is half empty, but I have really tried, particularly this last 18 months to two years or so, to be a cup half full person. And I think you've really got to try to take some kind of positive out of everything in life, haven't you? And I think never more so has, well, I was going to say a country, has, has, has a whole world needed to draw upon whatever positive is possible to take from it. Because it's just been unprecedented, isn't it, for all of us? You know, but, yeah. It definitely seems like, like yeah, like, like you said, that it, it, the good things have come from it for you and, what more can you hope for, really? At the end, but when we're looking back on it, that you think, well, you know, you know, it all kind of worked out for you in the end. What you know, that's great. Um, yeah, um, yeah, and no, I, I think that that you know, that's definitely the case. And um, and I, I do believe. Something said to me, a producer friend of mine said to me something said something to me a couple of weeks ago that I really liked, and he said that he feels like when things do go back to normal, please God. It's going to be like the raw, the roaring twenties, mm. you know, like, like sort of post-war, where there's such it, it's a real celebratory kind of uh, global sort of feeling because we've all been deprived of of you know entertainment and and you know bars, restaurants, theatre, and everything. Going, for, going like, around people's houses for dinner, you know, like at one point, you know, even yeah. without the question. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know. And having a, 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 a I'm quite a, I'm quite a hugger, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, you know, sort of not being able to hug people and give a, you know, just give a welcome hug. Um, yeah, there's been so many things that, uh, that I think in the past, you know, we've taken for granted. Yeah. And now I think we're going to appreciate so much, you know. I'll tell you what I loved. There was one thing I really loved about how things were last year. Do you remember the NHS clap applause on the Thursday night? Yeah, on yeah. Thursday night. I mean, I honestly, you get to know neighbours that, like, in normal life, you'd never speak to the neighbour who lives yeah, five yeah. doors up on the opposite side of the road. And, uh, and that sort of camaraderie and that when we started queuing, uh, outside, outside shops and yeah. stuff. That thing of just going, you're all right. How are you doing? You're well. And uh, I, I love a bit of camaraderie 
and suddenly I think there there was there was a bit of that going on and maybe quite a bit of that going on and it would be nice to think wouldn't it that we'd all be a bit nicer to each other generally on a global level than we were so. before you know but I really hope so if we can get through something like this you'd like to think that even something like that coming from it would just make it that little bit better wouldn't it yeah it really Fingers would crossed. be <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and and it's weird like that anyone that we've met any new people that are in our lives since March last year, we're actually going to only recognise from the top of the nose <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, eyes only. Yeah. I, I actually have. Oh, exactly, I had exactly like this in, yeah. in Sainsbury's. I was like, there's a woman that's always said hello to me when I've been in my local Sainsbury's. She works there. And then I went in for the first time without a mask on just yesterday because um, I'd forgotten it, which has never happened the whole time during this, the whole pandemic. And I actually was like, there were two grey-haired ladies working. I was like, I can't work out which one it is it, because I'm used to seeing her with a mask. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what you look like, like without it. So yeah, I mean, no, I know it um, was uh, it was crazy, and, and I mean something you guys, especially you both, will will, uh, will not probably know about. So you know the um claustrophobic Darren thing, mm-hmm. the Gemma thing. You know, yeah. so uh, Gemma. She sent me a load of I'm claustrophobic Darren masks, and I, I'm I, I constantly was losing my masks. So, so there were some days when I'd go out with the I'm claustrophobic mask on, and people would go, "Oh, I love your mask," and then they'd look at my eyes and they'd be like, "Oh my god, you are actually claustrophobic Darren," and that's what I'm. They don't know I, your actual name; they just no, know you as claustrophobic Darren. I'm I'm now in Brentwood. Especially on the ice street of Brentwood, I am known as claustrophobic. Claustrophobic, and I think of all the things I've done in my career, I'm now best best (laughs) known for that. Yeah. Oh, how funny! You you mentioned Gemma. Obviously, you you guys did your Christmas single last year. Yeah. Any any more plans for some for new music? I mean, not at the moment. I mean, the 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 next twelve months is going to be full on. I mean, I, I'm going to, we start rehearsals Tuesday. It's going to be 10 till 6 rehearsals every day, Monday to Saturday at least for four weeks. And then the tour will start and then it will be Monday to Saturday, eight shows a week, different city every week, different town every week. Um, you know, and it's like the theatre, the theatre schedule is pretty full on. So it's going to be like that from next week until uh, August 2022 um, and so when you're doing that it's like there's not really any time no. for anything else sometimes if you're doing a West End show it's easier because it's not the travelling but yeah we're going to be different place everywhere it was it was great fun though to be back in the recording studio and I have to say you know people often said to me at the time was she auto-tuned Gemma and I was like no she wasn't Right, she probably did nail that, and we made some money for for charity, which which was good. But we did have a proper laugh doing it, actually, you know. And and she did nail that vocal. And that's yeah. what it's all about, isn't it? Having a laugh and raising a bit of money for charity during yeah. the, the strangest year and half that everyone's had. Good on you, mate. And <laughs> Bless I'm you, so man. Thanks. Like you say, getting them dream roles and being busy, it must be lovely to look at a diary again after the, yeah. the last 18 months <laughs> and just see work booked in. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I bought the 
<laughs> about two weeks before lockdown last year, I bought a car and a diary, neither of which I needed. <laughs> I was like, what a time to buy those time. two things. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Cars sat on the drive and my diary sat on a table somewhere, not, being, not having been opened once. But yeah, it is... Um, I, I mean, I'm probably like you guys. I, I always I, I thrive when I'm working. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to, you know, I've not had that much time over, really over the years where I haven't been working. And I'm a much, my psyche is much healthier and I'm much, I think, um, more of, of a positive person to be around when I'm working and, and you're kind of... Uh, sort of creatively um, stim- stimulated. I, I know yeah. that sounds a bit of a, yeah. a wanky comment, but... No, no, you know, it makes total it, sense. And, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, and, and I think... Uh, I do think, like, that the opening night of a show is, also, is always very exciting. Um, but I do think that the opening night of Chicago for, for all of us, whether you're a cast member, backstage, front of house in the band, even as the audience member, I think that first night is going to be properly emotional. Oh, it'll you be know, amazing, because, you can imagine. Yeah, just because we've not done it for so long and we're back doing the thing that... Because it's a lovely feeling, isn't it? When you, go, when you do something that you love doing, yeah, and, and people have missed the theatre, haven't they? To, to go and see a show, it's what we've all been dying to see, you know. So you're gonna have I'm to, so glad. You're going to have to hold the tears in, Darren. That'll be, that'll be the, yeah. the challenge for the night. <laughs> no, I, and I, I honestly do believe that I'm going to have to, you know. but um, We're going to have to wrap up in a minute because we're only an hour long okay. show. Um, but... Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're but, all right. Um, no, no, you're all good. And it's, it's so good to talk to you. And, and we're and and really thoroughly excited. Um, so when when is uh, when he when's Footloose out, Footloose out and when's Chicago out? Sure. Okay. So uh, the tour for Chicago opens on September the thirteenth. I do six months on that, and then I go into Footloose at the beginning of February. So it's like six months from one, six months to the other. You guys will have to come and see the show. I'm oh, desperate to get to the theatre. Darren, you don't have lovely. to say that to me twice. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you, you come and have a cup of tea in my dress room. Unfortunately, a cup of tea is, is as bad a rock and, as rock and roll as me. I get. Sounds good to no. me. Yeah, I'll bring yeah, the right. chamomile. <laughs> bring the chamomile, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh, but, um, thank you for joining yeah. us, Darren. Yeah. So lovely to catch up with you, mate. Oh, lovely Stay safe, to... won't you? Thanks, Thanks for having Darren. me. Cheers, appreciate it. Bye. Good luck. Much love, guys. Much love. Stay safe. Bye. 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 <laughs> He's so nice. We were so, so nice. So blessed with such lovely guests this evening. And um, oh, um nice yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Boys really night. Nice boys we're, night we're, Right, old boys night. Lads. Yeah. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> we're, we're not we're not we're not convincing anyone with that Bob. <laughs> um no, what what a great show. Um and I'm really lovely to speak to them both. And yeah, dead excited about theatre coming back. What have you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything exciting? Yeah, so I've got a couple of little exciting jobs coming up that I've got to do, uh, okay. which I'm really looking forward to. Um yeah, exciting and uh 
yeah, I can't say too much yet. Hopefully I can Fine. maybe in the next week or so. How about you, both? I have another wedding to go to this weekend. <laughs> I, I love um, that they literally died back to back now. These yeah, weddings, this is they? it. Um, I'm going That'd back to rowing, nice. rowing after some time off, which would be really nice. And um, also I'm going to an uh, outdoor festival, um, some Destiny's Child classical music thing um, uh, in, in East London uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, Things returning to normal. Is it Ant's wedding? <laughs> that would be quite the turnaround in events if it was. <laughs> I was going to say, let's book him for next week. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get him in, no problem. Uh, no, it's my friend Sarah and, and, her, and her lovely fiancé Mark. Um, not going to be at the level of, uh, of Ant and uh, Anne-Marie, but you know. It's just lovely, lovely nonetheless, isn't it? It has <laughs> yeah. been lovely. Oh, exactly. well, I can't wait to hear all about it. You have a lovely week, babes, won't you? Stay you too. safe. And yes, I'll you see too. you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.